Okay, Parshas Pinchos. I want to just tie two inyonim in the parsha together. One the beginning and one with the Maisa with the Benoist Tzolovchot. And where I see somewhat of a connection between these two Maises. So let's talk first about Pinchas for a moment. Pinchas gets unbelievable reward. Bris Kunas He gets a Bris Kunas everlasting Kuhuna. For him, it's a little bit hard to understand what was so amazing about this action of Pinchas. What was so amazing? We spoke a little bit last week when we spoke about Bilam Arosha, and we made a shtickle of Lahavdul between Bilam and Pinchas. That there was a tremendous level of self sacrifice when Pinchas did this action. Because he was jeopardizing his kuna, theoretically. Hashem, Hashem uh, gave him a broche and gave him schar that mamish he got kuna. But Bashkofa Rishon, and a person looks at this action, they would think that Pinchas is jeopardizing his kuna. Because the aloch is that a coin that murders somebody, even Bashoigig, he loses his opportunity to do avoid. So it would, it would seem as such. So that's true. He was sacrificed. But we think about Gans Klal Yisrael Arena Sakon. Right? All Klal Yisrael Arena Sakon. There's a halacha called Kanoim Poikin Poik. That if a Jew is having relations the way he was with a Midyonis, Pifahesia, the halacha is Kanoim Poikin Poik. Pinchas ben Elozer had the opportunity to hear this from Moshe Rabbeinu. Bish'as matan Torah. If you look in the Gemara and Sanhedrin, Pinchas tells Moshe Rabbeinu, didn't you teach me? My master, my Rebbe, didn't you teach me? Beridit Har Sinai. When you came down on Har Sinai, you taught us. Haboyel ahamis pifares yikanoim poigimoy. And Moshe says, yes. Moshe tells him, you're the right one to do it. The one who thought of it, you should be the messenger. So obviously, Pinchas did what he heard from Moshe at the time when Moshe was coming down from Mount Sinai. What was so unbelievable that he kept it? I mean, it's hard to imagine not keeping it. Imagine being on the bottom of Mount Sinai and Moshe comes down and this is what he tells you. He tells you this halach. And you see Klaus in a sakona. And you see this is happening. He did it. Agreed. Credit should be given. But that he is identified as the man. Pinchas ben Yisrael. And he is the one who's going to have kunas oilom. What is it? Why is it so special? One other diak I'd like to make, why does he point out to Moshe Rabbeinu that you taught me this when you came down from Mount Sinai? What's the difference? Moshe taught it him. It's part of the Torah. Make a difference. It was Brit Chameh Sinai, not Brit Chameh Sinai. Why does that make it any more pivotal? 
If you look at the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Tachas asher kinei leiloi kov vayechaper al Yisrael. Interesting lotion. The Rabbani Shalom is not Pinchas is God, personal God. The Rabbani Shalom is Elikei Yisrael, Elikei Ha'olam. Right? So why does the Pasuk identify Pinchas' action as an act of Kanos, Lei Loikov, to his God? What's his, not his God? Obviously, those, those, those words, Kinei Lei Loikov, have some kind of a special meaning here. And I think that is the Nekuda Atichoyna. To understand better Pinchas's action and how special it really was. Let's go to B'nai Salafchad just quickly. In B'nai Salafchad we find a very fascinating thing. We find with the B'nai Salafchad that they come to Moshe Rabbeinu, they ask for Yerusha. But when they ask for Yerusha, the lotion that they use is they say, our father died. Right? Ovinu meis, our father died. But they tell him, however you should know, that who loy hoyo badas korach. Our father was not, he wasn't part of avedas korach. Adas korach. He was bechete meis, he had his own personal avera why he died. The daughters of Tzalafchad have a Yerusha question. All they have to tell Moshe Rabbeinu is, our father died. That's all that's relevant. The only aspect that's relevant to the Shiloh of the Benoit Tzalafchad about their father is that he's deceased. He died. That's all they have to tell Moshe Rabbeinu. Ovinu meis. Why do they start giving Moshe Rabbeinu Misha Berach? It wasn't for this. He died for that. He wasn't. He wasn't badas koyach bechetoy meis. What? What is this? By the way, they only made it more complicated for Moshe Rabbeinu, because one interpretation in the Medrash is the second that they told him v'hu lohayyah badas koyach. They made Moshe Rabbeinu like negei bedover. You know, our father he would not join koyach. He he would not fight you, Moshe. Oh, Moshe became a negei bedover. They don't. There are, are medroshim that learned that. So you have to know what was the pshat. Why did they go through this? And it seems to be a bizarre to the father to even bring it up. The Gemomba of Abbasli Kufyutes says that in fact the Moshe Rabbeinu knew the halachas of Yerusha. And the only shayla Moshe Rabbeinu had was a zaitik shayla. Is Eretz Yisrael Muchzik or Roy? Meaning, when you read the Psukim, it sounds like Moshe Rabbeinu had a very basic Shaila. The woman, do, does a woman get Yerusha? But the Gemara Bavasra says no. Yodea Yemoshe Shebenoi Salafchad Yoshe. The Gemara says in Bavasra, Davkuf Yutes, Moshe knew, he knew that the Benoi Salafchad Yoshe. He knew it. So what didn't he know? A Bukhar only gets Pishnayim, a Bukhar only gets double from what his father was holding, was in possession of at the time of death. Right? So, theoretically, theoretically, anything the father was not holding at the time of death, 
even though it was an asset that was able to, to eventually be received, like a halvor, right? The bechor doesn't get pishnayim. Bechor does not get double. He only gets double what the farmer does. Moshe Rabbeinu Shailu was how to view Eretz Yisrael. Is Eretz Yisrael considered muhzik? That the Jews already own it, and therefore Benoist Salafchad, they would get their father's chelik bechore. They would get double. Or is Eretz Yisrael roy, and therefore Benoist Salafchad would only get one chelik in Eretz Yisrael? That was Moshe Shailu. So now we have a huge problem. It's not my kasha. They ask a the goyim. Why would a Benoit Salaf are the only ones who came with the Shaila? Every single Bechor, Yaitse Mitzrayim had the same Shaila. Every Bechor that left Mitzrayim and died, died during the Midbar. Do his children get Pishnayim? Because his Eretz is all called Muxik. Or his Eretz is all called Roy. It's very simple. Very, very simple. So the Shiloh wasn't, the, the way the Gemara of Basra reads, the Shiloh didn't relate to the fact that the Benoit Salafchad were women. It related to the Shiloh where the Bechor gets double in Eretz Yisrael. That's the Shiloh. So this Shiloh related to every single Bechor. Why were the Benoit Salafchad the only ones who came forward? So now I'll share with you an idea. I think the beauty, the beauty of Pinchas's action wasn't as much that he did what he had to do. Of course that's Givalik. Of course that's special. It wasn't just the fact that through his action he saved Claudius. It was the purity of his action. It was the fact that when Pinchas did this, he wasn't thinking... I got to get this guy. I got to save Claudius, which is also important. Save Claudius was also important. He said, there's a chilu Hashem and I cannot tolerate a chilu Hashem. And when Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Har Sinai and we had that certain feeling of connection to Hashem, that was what was Pinchas feeling right now. He felt like he was on the bottom of Hal Sinai communicating with HaKadosh Baruch. And that's why he told Moshe, my Rebbe, you taught me when you came down from Hal Sinai. That means Pinchas was now experiencing that connection to Hashem. Nobody else had that feeling. That's why the Torah isolates Pinchas' connection to HaKadosh Baruch. Because that's what was so special. And when you do an action with such shlemus, it stays for generations. It sustains itself. And that's why his children, his eneglach, they're all koyhanim. Because that was an action of purity. And an action of purity is everlasting. It makes everlasting impacts on the history of Am Yisrael. There's a Gemara Baba Basra, the same sugya. 
The Gemara says that Tzlofchad was the Mekoshesh. Tzlofchad was the man who went and actually did a Malach on Shabbos. And the Gemara says, L'Shem Shamayim Neskavim. He did it L'Shem Shamayim. What was L'Shem Shamayim? He wanted to let people know that if you Mechal Shabbos, you Chayim Misa. The Prussia's Drochem says, why were the Jewish people confused? Of course you Chayim Misa. Posek says, Mechal Moishimus. Says the Rashba. The Yidden after the Chet of Miraglam, when they were told they're not going into Eretz Yisrael, they thought now they don't have an obligation to keep the Torah. The Torah is linked to Eretz Yisrael. And maybe therefore if you Mechal Shabbos, you're not Chayim Misa. Came the Mekoshesh. And he said, I'm going to show Klai so you are Chayim Misa. He gave up his life to prove what? Says the Mishnah Melech that Eretz Yisrael is Muchzik. Memela, since he had such purity in his action, his daughters came forward and said, We should get a double chalik in Eretz Yisrael. His action had such an impact that it was his children. And that's why they came and they said, Our father died with his chet. They weren't saying it as a negative. They were saying, this is what inspired us to come to you. And I think the takeaway, the takeaway from what we have to see from this parasha is to constantly try to look at our mitzvahs and purify them. Because the impact is going to be based on the purification of the action. How much we're thinking about the Rabbi Nishlo. I always tell people, if we take a hard look at our our Shmir Sater of our mitzvahs, we may realize that some of our mitzvahs are, are almost cultural. We do it because that's what people do. That's, uh, we, we, we sometimes forget about the Rabbi Nishuel. And the takeaway of this parsha is Tachas Asher Kine Lilikov. Chaim Valoshina says, the reason why it says, Lo'elam Yasekotem Betoro Mitzvah Shaloy Lishmo, Shemitoch Shaloy Lishmo Bolishmo, he said, why do we see the Lashon Lo'elam? You should always do Shaloy Lishma. Rabbi Chaim Aloshana says, because you never reach the Spitz Lishma. You always have what to purify. You always have to see that you can be a more Lishma. And that's the takeaway from this passage. The impact of our actions is based on the purity that we invest in our actions. How much we think about the Rabbani Shalom, how much we think we're doing it will shame the Rabbani Shalom. And based on that, we will see in Mitzvah Shem Givaldic results. Should be Zeich only the Pesuos Teiros for Gans Klal Yisrael. Good Shabbos.